keep saying adios. Nah, stop, bro. Stop. <laughs> you said it was vamos, bro. <laughs> we already spoke about Yo, welcome to another episode of the Best Cape Secret Podcast, aka the podcast about nothing. I am your host, CZ Ray for Lauren. I am not alone as usual. I am joined by my brethren, Mbilo Might Just and Prince Dwayze. What's going on, gents? Yeah, yeah. Vibing, chilling, calm, all of Easy that. Easy and that. Yeah, you know. Keeping it subtle, keep it low key, keeping it vibing. safe, unlock, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Tell them. Speak, dog, because I'm tired of adding all these words. Like, I've been thinking of. Tired of adding these words. Feeling cantankerous, you know? No, you know. What? Yeah, no, 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 no. Cantankerous. Guys, um, no, man, listen. I have a feeling Next that thing today. You do, you'll say vamanos. I have a feeling yeah. that today's going to be a long one, so I don't want to waste too much time. You get me? Um, yeah. Today, we are speaking or discussing. Uh, the comeback album from Jay Molly. It's called Almost Dead. And yeah, man, you know, 12 months out of the game, he returned with the number one album, no features. And so, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, to dig into this one. And I know that you guys have, you know, have had this album for, for a very long time now. We got the exclusive before it came out. So, Gosh, look at us. <laughs> yeah, next level, next level things now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been what over a month now, really. So, yeah, let's get into it, man. What were you guys's um, initial thoughts when you heard the album for the first time? Yeah, um, I think for me, because Jay had just like gone for so long, um. I think I wanted answers more so just to be like not necessarily answers and like yo like tell me you know but like I just tell wanted to know like what's been happening you know what I mean not that type <laughs> of stuff but like to to actually like you know know what's been happening in his life because like I feel like when he dipped like it was so abrupt mm-hmm. you know like there was just a lot happening and then all of a sudden it was like just quiet so for me it was kind of like you know trying to get those answers but i won't lie man like it's a really great project but yo like it's dark man yo. like it's deep i, I think deep. you know for me not necessarily like it was triggering or anything like that but i think like it just it makes you think bro especially like if there's certain things mentally that you kind of go through like i won't lie like in certain instances i was like fuck man like this is heavy stuff mm. but like it was a really great body of work man and you know prayers up to jay as well just you know if in terms of like everything that he's going through but like mm. it was a really great body of work yeah damn Dwayze, how are you feeling about this album yeah so um almost dead man like this has to be honestly my favorite jay album or my favorite body of work simply because i feel like he was the most honest like he was brutally honest on this project um he didn't hide back from anything i think he you know he laid it all out on the table um there's a lot that i felt like (laughs) you know he shouldn't have said but then again you know it's you know his artistic integrity he wants to say what he he needs to get off his chest so um, I really like that, you know. Um, like Mbila was saying, really dark project. Um, the subject matter was, you know, just a bit like, 
ah, it's eerie, you know, very eerie, very like, it made you think a lot. It made you even maybe look at Jay differently, like, yo, but then who is this guy really? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you wanted to kind of uncover and unpack, you know, how how his mind works and operates. Um, so, yeah, man, mm. it was really interesting to, to have a look into this and um, dissect it. Um, but, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Almost did, for sure. And you know what, Dwayne, actually, just to add on to that point, dog, not necessarily, like, Jay's n- not really, like, a mysterious character, per se. But, like, you know, he's that one person where he drops his music and you see the life that he's living or whatever. But you never, like, you're never fully aware of, like, the behind the scenes. Like, for mm. me, like, I, I, I can honestly say because I don't know Jay personally, you know. Like, I see his music, I see everything. And, you know, I, I obviously built up an impression of the type of person that he could possibly be. But, like, you know... With this project, it's like, damn, now you actually, like you said, like, you know, you just get to see the person for exactly who they are. And, I mean, you know, from an artistic perspective and from a humanly perspective, you know, it's great to to have somebody put that on on their songs and stuff. But, you know, just to be let into somebody's mind like that, you know, some some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's deep. Mm. As well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, listening to you guys speak um, right now, it kind of reminds me a bit of what Patrick Lee had said prior to his, or actually about his album, um, Nowhere Child. And I remember this interview and you were saying how like with the previous album, you know, he was making an honest album, but he was making it sound cool. And then Noah Child was just honest being honest. You know, he wasn't trying to make it anything but honest. And yeah. I feel like with Jay, um, he's always spoken about, you know, these themes. He's always touched on these themes um, ever since, you know, the beginning. That's that's why he resonates so much with, especially like, you know, um, the youth. Mm. But for, what I don't know, but this time around, it just felt like there was there was just no holding back you know um at all in the past you know he would say certain things but he wouldn't really like go all the way he would allude to some things and then you just you know you just have to like uh, put two and two together and you know um drop your own conclusions but this time around you know he just went all out and like i mentioned to you guys offline yesterday that almost dead completes the trilogy um, dreams money can buy all is fair and then now um almost dead and i will get into the trilogy theory at the end you know once we've discussed some of the songs but yeah man let's let's get let's get right into it uh and c's actually just yeah? to also like you know if you look at like the trilogy as well like this is like that one obviously like there were hits but like it wasn't like hits you know what i mean like if you're looking at like all's fair and you have your Agnostris, all of that. Agnostris like you have those hit, kind bro. of vibes where you can... Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, you know, the songs that you could just bop to. You know what I mean? I feel like, here yeah, you had to pay a lot of attention to even the songs that were considered as hits. I mean, uh, yeah. up to as the first single already. And that's, like, the deepest single. Like, it's a banger. I would, like, up to as a banger. But, though, that shit is just he so said some personal. Shit on you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> even if you look at, like, Dreams Money Can Buy as well, like, you have those type of vibes. But, like, here, it's like your hits. Yeah, I never know. You still have to be very conscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah sure. that's all I wanted to point out as well. Yeah, yeah no, sure. we'll, we'll definitely, yeah, I'm hoping we'll have enough time to actually, like, you know, get into the, the, 
this theory that I came up with of the trilogy at the end. Um, Rumors was the first track. How are you guys feeling about that one? Can't believe he said hey. I didn't make a milli. Make a hey. milli. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? About this shit Who yesterday. said that? <laughs> I lie. These these are just shots, man. <laughs> these are just shots. I don't know. I don't know. I don't who know who he's shooting at, here. but damn. Emotional I don't know. Shooting at broke niggas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know who was who was being addressed here, but nah, like sorry to that man, dog. <laughs> All right. But like, besides from that, you know, I think um almost dead i think obviously touching on like the dark subject matter like i feel like here it was just you know addressing rumors in some instances but the one line that kind of resonated with me here it was like i look psychotic i pop narcotics right before the show i'm not an artist i'm just the product of a broken home Mm. not only honest i actually fought to make it out the cold but like the main part was that i'm not an artist i'm just the product of a broken home and when i heard that part i was like shit okay like yeah, we're talking about, yeah, I didn't make, he said I couldn't make a million or whatever, but I was like, shit, you know, like, damn, it's a, it's about to go somewhere, and it really did, obviously, following up to that. But Rumors was dope, man, it was a nice intro, it was really cool. Yeah, no, uh, Rumors was definitely one of my favorite songs. Um, I liked it, it was a strong intro. Um, I liked the cadences he used, like, the, the melody he used. Like, this was just a, it was a nice, you know, strong song. Um and Pilo, you quoted the bars I had <laughs> that I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I wanted actually, to spit. The bars are supposed to be left for but, you. Uh, <laughs> the, but I just want to go into what you said, though. Um, just talking about, I'm not an artist. I'm just a product of a broken home. Like I feel like this is this project in general um, is just one of the first times he really, really goes into like his problems, like you know, those sort of childhood problems or those... Um, the root of the problem. Yeah, the root mm. of the problem. Yeah, like, a lot of his music, I felt like he was just giving us, like, the, the the um you know, the subs... The, uh, what can I say? Like, the surface level. Like, the surface yeah. level side of the problem, you know? Now, I feel like he was really digging down into the root and letting us know, this is exactly what's bothering me. This is why I am why I am. These are the things that trouble me. So... I really, really like that he he made you know he made it a point to to really point those things out and put it in the music. So that was really dope. Songwriting, a lot of this tape was really just clean, pristine, nice work. You know. Mm. Yeah, I think what I liked the most about Rumors, um, and I understand why a lot of his core fan base are really loving this song is because of the dreams when he can buy nostalgia. Um, yes, in the song, yes. the flows, some of the bars, even straight from Dreams when you can the buy flow, the beat, even the, the beat, beat, it feels like from that yeah. era. And you know, so like, shout out to Theo Phyllis for capturing, you know, this beloved sound of Dreams when you can buy, you know. Um, but Mbilo, just to touch on your point with that quote about um, yeah. him coming from a broken home, right? Yeah. A, a product of a broken home, you know, when I think of Jay's uh, journey especially like his spiritual journey or personal journey outside of the music and whatnot. It, it reminds me a bit of Jim Carrey's um, journey um, with his own spiritual awakening and things like that. And I remember the one time Jim Carrey basically said, you know, um, he acts because he's broken in a lot of pieces and acting gives him a chance to reconfigure those pieces into a thousand different things 
that are positive for people to watch. Yes. And that's, when that's I take that into Jay's um, <laughs> hey, you know, for life, Lauren, bro, hey. So now with Jay, you know, that whole, that whole thing of, you know, being coming from like a broken place and things like that. That's how I feel about Jay as well. Sometimes, you know, a broken, a broken man, you know, broken in, in like a lot of pieces and making music or singing gives him, you know, the chance to like reconfigure those pieces into like thousand different things that are positive for his fans to hold on to, you know, so that they can also find solace and answers within his music. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. Just made me think of that when you were quoting yeah. that um, that bar over there. But mm. yeah, the next song was "Up to," which was the lead single. Um, Yo, what this do you guys was my favorite this one? one still, Doug. It just carried weight. I don't know mm. the song. Like this shit is so personal, Doug. I didn't go through some of this shit. Well, I did, did go through lot, some man. of it. But like, yo, man, like, what the fuck, dog? <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> nah, for real, like, nah, when, like, J-Port is hard out on this one, and obviously, like, watching the music video as well, with, like, the, with, like, the arrow in his back and the bleeding yo. out, like, it was mm. just... What a visual, yeah, what a way to depict What a it, visual, like, like, yo, whoever this person was, dog, like, you fucked up, like, what were you do? Yo, nah, man. <laughs> I don't know who it was. Like I genuinely do You're not wrecking the dog, man, like, dog. but yeah, I don't even have to say because you guys have like the emotion that came from the song was one thing that I love. Like I feel like this for me just there was so much emotion mm. on this. It was so personal. It was so relatable yet so yeah, man. That's it. That's all I can say. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. I definitely agree with you. I think this was probably one of the most important songs in his catalog bro like honestly yep. this song it just it said so much in this one song like i always go back to that uh quote of drake saying like something like you know one day i might say it all on the on the right song or something like on that i right feel like track. that's yeah mm. on the right track i feel like this is one of those tracks for jayla where he just said it all everything came every there was nothing that was you know put to waste he got off everything um he needed to um like yo there's too much i have here i don't want to just be singing the whole song but you know um uh like i said the the parts i really liked was him just or just getting to know the side of you know um his problems and what's causing those the root of those um just to quote a few things uh where he says after my dad left i couldn't help but stop stressing ain't trying to press him but i think the problems i have need a little addressing you know what i'm saying i like that he's even trying to come to terms with it himself like you know what like you know i know that this is a problem for me and I, I need to figure it out i need this to be you know this is one of the main factors of you know uh my you know mental illness or mm. you know what i'm saying it's it's like mm. he understands that in order to get to the root of these problems like i really just gotta address it's hit it on the head so I really like those type of uh, lyrics. Um, you know, he goes on to say, went to a psych ward and I wasn't I wasn't psyched for it. I really like that. That was mm -hmm. a nice little play on words right there. Talking about him also, you know, going to rehab. And, you know, obviously everyone by, no, by now knows that whole situation. Just, you know, um, or the exterior of that situation. So it was nice mm -hmm. for him to kind of give us, you know, little glimpses of, 
like Mbila was saying earlier, like, where have you been? What's been happening? And this song sort of addressed that, you know, addressed all the things that happened. Like, this was yeah. like the time marker, you know, where it was like, okay, yeah, that's why, you know, obviously I understood why this had to be the first sing- uh, single because this connected everything um, from when we haven't yeah. heard from Jay. So, yeah, I really, really like the song. And One also, of my favorites before, here, before sure. sees you get into it, like, you see when I said, like, that personal, like, the personal aspect to Jay, but also, like, the relatability like even just obviously like all of us in our lives i feel like whether you go to varsity or whatever like a lot of these things start off very subtly whether it be drugs whether it be alcohol like this part where he says what have i come to i wasn't always addicted to drugs i used to pop me a pill when i want now i can't sleep since i quit smoking blunt like you know what i mean like how these things it just all its recreational Mm, purposes mm. and it's for fun and it's like but then, you know, something will spark off your depression or your anxiety or whatever. And then these things end up becoming your hooks rather than something that you use to enjoy yourself. So, like, that, that, that was the relatability aspect where I was like, shit, this is actually really crazy. But then it's also like, shit, this is very personal to him as well. So I think that's one thing that I can commend in terms of the song as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and yo, this hook was really, like, this hook was really good. Like, he captured so much in this hook, you know. Um, just bridging that gap with a lot um yeah but anyway moving on moving on you know back in the day when i when i wrote the the review for dreams money can buy um when we we're still blogging and stuff when i when i got to the song remember the song for you yes. i remember in that song i said i don't i don't have anything to say about this song it's one of those songs where I don't even want to try and attempt to say anything about it because nothing I say would ever do it justice. Um, I feel a lot the same about this song, specifically this time around. But what I want to just address now, you mentioned that whole thing of when you're saying, what have I come to? I wasn't always addicted to drugs, you know. And you see, the tricky thing about tipping points is that you can only define them in retrospect you know, only with the benefit of hindsight. Like, who can say which cigarette started the cancer or, you know, which which choice led to yeah. the car crash or whatever, right? And so we blindly stumble forward, never sure how close we are to the edge. So many possible tipping points at every moment. And without the benefit of, of hindsight, how will we ever know, you know, if we're at the end of the beginning or like the beginning of the end. And so when Jay is when when Jay is talking like that, you know, it's him trying to pinpoint those tipping points, you know. And sometimes you can look back and look back in a regretful way or you can look back and take, you know, whatever lessons you can from it. Um but yeah, that's all I can say about this song. Like there's just yeah, I just want to know who the it's, girl it's just, was. It's too much. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just go through fine. the roster, bro. Go through the roster. Nah, that's what I'm trying to. <laughs> I only like, I have two. I have two names in my um, head, but I, uh, I, you know, I can't. Like I don't know. It is what it is. I know who it was. <laughs> yeah. The next song. What What, what is the name? Oh, the, what is no, the still, next song was? was the next song was still. Yeah, yeah, man. I think okay. Still, obviously, like after after like up to was like yo. Obviously, this heightened the mood just a bit more because now it wasn't necessarily. But sequencing wise, do you feel like it should have been there? I won't lie. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like the jump was a bit too abrupt, but I do feel like after still like everything else kind of followed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like another song, maybe another song before not saying still. necessarily like in this project. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like another song could have been made that could have like you know made that transition a bit smoother, because like still was a bit of a but everything after still kind of made sense. But yeah, man. I mean, this was this was like a different life, man. Like this is obviously, you know, when we say we're peeling back a bit more of the layers in terms of the type of person that Jay is, it was, you know, it was interesting for me. Um, but yeah, man. Like I feel like this is just hip hop in its essence, where it's like, you know, you're rapping about the the crime, the drugs. Even this part, I think the part that stood out was was it after was this the chorus where it says, "Police pull me over like there's cocaine on the wheels." <laughs> I cannot go broke, bitch. I got way too many bills. Yes, sir. If you got a problem, I sell every different pill. Told my mama I would stop, but I sell codeine still. So I was like, shit, you know what I mean? Like, yo, this is this is crazy. This nigga's <laughs> drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, this is crazy. This nigga you know? dealer, bro. Oh, this nigga the yeah. real Zuchi, bro. Zuchi the dealer. It's Jay, bro. It's the, Jay Bali, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I felt about this one. Yeah, no, still, um, like, just like I was saying to Bilo now, like, the transition to here was a bit abrupt for me. It was just, like, a quick switch. But, like, just, you know, the theme of the project, you know, just with the whole mental illness and almost being psychotic, it's like that's almost the characteristics of, you know, having mental Ill- illness and kind of having, like, they say, because in this in this tape, I'm not saying Jay has schizophrenia, but it feels like <laughs> a nigga has schizophrenia. So it feels like I get that the sequencing could be all over the place because that's maybe how he's feeling. One minute he feels sad, next minute he feels angry, next minute he's whipping out the shank. You know what I'm saying? Like his his emotions are all over the place. So I do kind of see where that could go with the sequencing, but personally. Um, I would have liked maybe a, a, a bit of a slower intermission there uh, to still. But yeah, uh, there's not much I can say about still. Mpilo again, coding my bars. So are we leaving the bars to you now, Ish. dog? <laughs> nah, just, but, just, um, just, for, just, for, just for today, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry, dog. Uh, so yeah, dog, I think, you know, on this track, he gets into a side of him which, hey, I don't really know, but... You know, he had to put out there. Um, I like the track for what it is. Um, and yeah, man. Just that, that drug talk, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing uh, that I want to say about this song or this part of the album is the transition from up to um, into still. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, but then... I think it's the last song on the album where he addresses how he goes from, you know, being happy to being sad, yeah. being calm to being That's what I was talking whatever, about right? There, yeah. And so it's 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 that I, obviously like I, I I don't think oh actually I don't know if he's been diagnosed with bipolar already. Yeah, bipolar you know? was um, the word I was looking but for. But this 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 is this is you know him artistically um, expressing that part of his mental um his mental illness he's using you know something beyond just the lyrics you know to 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 communicate that to the listener because from up to you know it's like a very slow very reflective um song and then it gradually fades out and then all of a sudden and then it quickly you know, changes yeah yes and so 
for from like a creative point of view i appreciate it i appreciate that um yeah for sure yeah and then obviously from there we get into armed and dangerous and other like you know big big hitters um how you guys feeling about armed and dangerous yeah man i feel like obviously armed and dangerous is sort of like a continuation of the subject matter um that we that we kind of got from still but i mean from this with regards to arms and dangerous like armed and dangerous like i really did love like the melodies and you know just the way that just the way that it came together i don't really have much to say about this one as well but like i did like how it came together and just how you know even though like it's 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 some crazy shit like it's you know all of that but the way that it was kind of presented to you as the listener you in some instances you wouldn't even like you know take note of it you know what i mean yeah it's that thing Execution. that we spoke about yeah. like with which the kind of before where it's like you know the lyrical content is heavy but it's like it's just vibes you know what i mean so yeah that's that's what i got from it but yeah it was a nice listen as well yeah i know this one bruh this one i feel like he was just showing us that nah you know he's a menace to society <laughs> like he's just <laughs> he don't give a fuck you know he go do what he want to do like i feel like you know each song has this like characteristic each song like hones mm-hmm. in or taps into a characteristic of him and then mm-hmm. he fully goes in on each song of each because this one like the previous song was more like the you know i'm out here i'm slanging i'm pushing weights or whatever and then mm. this one is more like I'm running up in your crib. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'm smacking niggas with the pistol. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this one was <laughs> this one was like one of those ones. Like, you know, I don't want to. Uh, okay, like there's there's a bar. He says, "If you knew the risk I take for cash, you would not help but call me trash. Know that I'm guilty. Know I'm bad. Uh, what do your face tats mean? Don't ask. Like you just you know you feel that sort of like." you know he's in he's in he's in demon time it's demon time now you know what i'm saying he's going in so that's that's really the vibes and energy i got from there um yeah but dope stuff actually yeah a a point i forgot actually i think what i what actually i resonated with on armed and dangerous was those clips it's always the clips man it's always the clips where that guy was like where you're speaking about you're speaking about violence and he was like mental health as well yeah and the one thing he was like he was basically Mm. those people he was like people that struggle from mental health issues are the same you know when it comes to violence they also have that resistance Mm. or whatever but if they don't treat the symptoms or treat whatever is kind of battling with the violence kind of rises and i think there it kind of Mm. it didn't necessarily like i didn't think about like the gang shit or like the i can pull out a shank on you or whatever from there it was like shit yeah, he's talking, Jay's talking about all these things, but it's like, fuck, this is all, or this could possibly be a symptom of all these things that he's going through, you know? It's like, if you don't treat it, mm-hmm. you know, this this is the consequence. This is the consequence. Yeah, this, you see, the like you said, you're being out, a menace bro. here, but this is a consequence of maybe, let's say, a situation where one day or two days, he forgot to take his medication or he didn't have the medication, that he, or whatever the situation might be. And I think listening to this, like, Yes, the song for what it is, dope or whatever, but I feel like it also puts you into that reflective state of like, you know, the mind is actually just a very crazy thing on its own. Like, there's so much shit that you can, like, we always just think, ah, I wake up, you make this decision, you do this, but it's like, we're literally, these things at the top of our heads, dog, like, these can be our enemies at the end of the day, and, you know, that's, 
that's literally what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you guys have covered a lot um, about this song. The only thing that I want to mention is um, from a lyrical point of view, the song is called Armed and Dangerous. And I like how in parts of the chorus, he incorporated some B.I.G. references. Um, the whole Angel Dust thing, you know, notorious B.I.G. stuff. And then obviously big and you know armed and dangerous that's like that was like his thing you know armed and dangerous whatever whatever back in the day and so i like that you know he was able to pull from you know from from, from that and obviously you know biggie and all of that um yeah the the next song was no mind Grace, i think so this was one that you were feeling Ish, yeah bro, this was my favorite like to be honest, I have many favorites, <laughs> but this is for sure one of my favorite tracks, bro. <laughs> this was hey, that that like he just killed nah, the, 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 the hook the, was the, fire. The that's that's on one that thing hook. that like, Molly just impressed. No. Don't pay him. Don't Molly buy. Yeah, that was, that was fire. Hey. <laughs> that was fire. <laughs> hey, bro, like that cadence. I don't know. He, it was perfect. Perfect execution, bro. Nah, I bro, I would lie. Like, you, I think in terms of that, like the execution of just the the chorus is so catchy, dog. But it's like, yo, these things that are being said are messed up, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you can't just ignore it. If I pop my pills, it's crazy. you know what I mean. Like, like, like the way he said things, like these I, are mm. things that you can't ignore. But it's like the way that it's being executed and presented to you as the listener. Like you just be like, I promise you. Like if I heard this in the club. And I'll just be like, Mali, just the press dump. And I'm like, but when you sit and you're like, how? Hey, yeah, but like I'll when be, you go I'll home, when you go it, home and you're playing it <laughs> after, you're like, ah, nah, guys, like this is deeper than what we were actually just jamming to. But this was fire, man. Like, I really enjoyed this. It was dope. Yeah, no, um, no mind. I just really like this um, side of Jay. Like, it reminds me of this little sump. I mean, this little snippet. I don't think he put the track out. But it was promo for his last, for all his love, all his fear and love and war. Um, and there was a song there, something about tulips. See, you know that um, song I was telling you about. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, the soundtrack to, it's the soundtrack to the, in, the name of the movie is called Insidious. And it's, yes. the, it's the theme track for, for the Insidious movie. I remember that song. Yes. Those are the vibes. Like I remember, I was crying for that song. I was like, "Nah, bro!" Like, yeah, I remember. These, you those are the exact yeah. vibes. Those are the exact vibes that I'm getting here. Like, that's just the the. It's like in that world too. Like, and I really love that. Like, I want him to explore this type of bag more. You know mm. what I'm saying? But yeah, I think lyrics here as well. Like he said a lot. Um, this was like sort of the the you know the depression track. I would say like this is the state where it's like okay, you know. This is me. I'm depressed. I just want to be alone. Type of vibes. I just, you know, mm-hmm. want to be with my substances and whatnot. Um, yeah, uh, the party said. I think it was the hook, uh, or, or it was a bridge or something. But that part where he says, "If I pop all my pills, it's curtains." I'm not so thrilled with hurting Molly on the mm. edge. Don't hurt him. Shit, you gonna regret for certain. Like it just gives you a clear picture of his mind state and. You know, it's like so visual. I can just, I can visualize the song so clearly, you know what I'm saying? So I like that he, he really, um, you know, one thing I will say, there was a lot of talk about pills <laughs> on this project, you know, like every song, I think he mentioned pills. So you can tell that might've been like one of his, you know, most gripping vices or whatnot. Um, popping all these pills to make me feel less. Going up to rehab was a real test. 
Like I just like how he he sort of took that whole experience he went through and really just spread it throughout the music and really just you know let us know how he felt about that whole experience. He went so in depth, and that's one of the things I really like about this song and obviously the project mm-hmm. as a whole. But yeah, definitely one of my favorite songs. The one line, well, the 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 one part that it gripped me, man. You know, it just it 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 almost just broke my heart. Um, at the end of the second verse, when he says, "Breathe in slow, take control. Please don't go. I can't Ish. cope." And he says it in a, such a like different cadence yeah, or the melody cadence to the there, rest of the track. Yeah. You know, it's his his delivery and his cadence there is different to every um, to everything else on the song. And even production wise, they take away the drums and it's just like that looping guitar over mm. there. Mm. And it almost feels like he's literally like crying for help you know and it, it just didn't sit right with me i just it just i don't know man it did something within me you know um that was dark. but yeah that's was yeah dark. that's what that's what the I way you just switched it up it was like it was almost like you know when you're losing your sanity and then it's like that little piece of sanity left trying to hold you there but hey mm. you're going bruh you're going you're losing it you're slipping so like you said it was very dark like you know the way it just also just came in just almost unexpectedly as well it almost got mm-hmm. you off guard but yeah yeah the next song was soaring um yeah this is the drill one oh, molly back and now he's sorry sorry hey bruh the yeah. flows R- yeah boy you road, I, I i say um i always refer to roadman molly i just call him roadman Facts. molly he knows just when, he, when it's a drill thing roadman molly what you, what yeah you, man you i went like when i heard the drill like that's not i didn't expect it i was like shit because this was the second single no yeah 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 um but obviously hearing it before i was like yo jay on drill i did let's hear it you know and i honestly think he killed it like i think the flows um, the video as well, dog. I was, I was, I was scared for a second. I don't even lie. <laughs> now I was scared for a second, and I saw the niggas <laughs> in the back, dog, and the weaponry. I, I was the real drill team. And the wi- and the weaponry and all of that. Bro, that's dog, what I'm saying. Those like, were thugs, was, bro. Those really were real goons, to actually bro. just what? kind of, I think, break out of the sound a bit, because I don't think we've actually like heard this before. So you know, just to kind of, you know, break the sound and give us something new. Um, especially in this project because you know obviously for the most part like a lot of things were very dark and a lot of but you just kind of have that up-tempo vibe and just bumping and all of that that was really dope for me i really like mm. this yeah no um i don't have a lot to say about this song because really it really w- was what it was it was just a fire drill track you know what i'm saying yeah. he came with the flows he came with the accents he came with he came with everything that a drill track needs he did it nicely um the bars, I mean, I just feel like he was just stabbing niggas. So, I mean, I can't really. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga wilding with the shank, dog. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, one bar I do want to quote, though, I think was. was this, this, These are the bars which I feel like you know it's Marley, bro. When he said. Um, I was. Okay, well, also, again, starting from the rehab. I was in rehab counting my days. I was never rethinking my ways. I'm a well-known man in an unknown, unknown place. place. Never had a white girl. That's an unknown place. Oh, yeah, place. that there, actually. Yes. Molly. <laughs> Calm down, Molly. <laughs> Calm down. 
Nah, nah, he was spraying, <laughs> yeah. Did you was spraying? I knew it was Molly when yeah, he, he said that. I was like, spraying. nah, nah, this nigga's spe- speaking facts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unknown and, you know, taste, bro. This, this, um, so basically, you know, um, up to everyone was kind of like in agreement, okay, this should be the first single because it yeah. explains everything, right? Or kind of explains and it sets the tone for what's to come in the album. And then in terms of the second single, there were a few options, but ultimately we landed on soaring and up to you know it caters to the fans who love it when jay molly sings and goes into like you know those emotional bags and stuff like that soaring it caters to the people who love it when jay raps you know but there's other songs on here that, that could have been the second single where he's rapping but he's never really done a drill song like this before and so He's rapping, but he's also rapping on drill. And that's why, like, this was such a, a big moment. And I was looking at, like, people's reactions when the song came out. Everyone was, like, surprised and shocked that, you know, he's rapping like this and that he's rapping on drill, you know? Um, but, yeah, this this was Roadman Molly on drill. Um, hey. The next song was... The, boy, yeah. the next song was Crime Pays, which, you know... It still continues um, that whole um, narrative and theme from Soaring and Armed and Dangerous. Um, Man said pays. cash rules. I'm a fucking cash mule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. How you guys feel about that um, one? This is Crime Pays. Crime Pays. Yeah. Hey, Doug, I think... Something about nine ways. Yeah, no, Crime Pays as well. But I think it's for me, like, you see this, this because, like, we heard it now. Obviously, like, it was, it was different takes each time. But, like... Obviously, from the next three tracks, it does switch up a bit. But the still armed and dangerous, soaring, crime pairs. Like, it was cool for me. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, yeah. Obviously, after, like, the first two times, I was like, yeah, this is dope. But, like, I think, yeah, I felt, I felt like, yeah, I think for me, like, because it's just for me, like, at this point, as a listener, like, as a general, as a general listener, like, this is unrelated. Now, yeah, as, as a, a general human, listener for dog. me, like this is unrelatable content for me. <laughs> like, obviously, I can appreciate the song, I can appreciate the melodies, the cadences, and everything. But like, from a subject matter perspective, there's really nothing I can say because, like, I don't live that life, so there's nothing I can say. But like, I think I can. Obviously, I can appreciate the song for what it is. So that's all I have to say with regards to Crime Bears. I just want to say the life that Mpilo has never lived. This is what it entails. Scamming and being called a groomer, not paying for Ubers, uh, scamming out of penthouse, <laughs> and uh, shipping yeah. lean to the US. <laughs> you know, those are just things what? we don't know, but it is what yeah. it is. I mean, um, you know, just the point that you've made now, Bilo. Um, I want to tie to what Blaze was saying earlier about how every song has its own um, identity and characteristics, right? Yeah, and every song addresses an element of the mental illness. Yeah. And so even though it is speaking about crime, but from like an, from like a, I don't know, I guess from like a, a mental um, point of view, he is touching on something else on each song. Cause even in this one, he is talking about how he says rehab got me messed up. They thought if I go talk it out, I would get better. And this was very important for me because this line, you know, a lot of the time people assume that if you go to rehab, you know, that's where you, everything gets fixed, you know? And, 
but that's not always the case. Yeah. And it's important that he speaks on this because, you know, he does have fans who struggle with mental health. And for him to not sugarcoat any of his experiences, I think it's very important. Um, and I even that's why I even asked him in the interview about this, this one line specifically. I, I was like, you know, do you really believe that rehab didn't, you know, didn't help you? And then, you know, he explained why he said that at the time, that's how he felt because he was fresh out of rehab at the time of writing the song. Yeah. But since then, you know, he's gotten the, the right help and, you know, he's seeing it, you know, a professional and everything like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's crime pace. Um, the next song was no way. Um, yeah, the radio, the radio friendly hit single. Or it should be a hit single. How are you guys feeling about No Way? Yeah, um, I would like when we were speaking about up to and we we're speaking about that that line with regards to the drugs and you you kind of touched on the tipping points. He's, I think for this song specifically, I think this is mm-hmm. this was kind of like you know that that point like when you've tipped to be fair, like when you're at the tipping point. Yeah, like where, it's like the where suicidal you kind point. of as an it's individual, whatever you're going through mentally, you feel like there's sort of like no coming back, you know. Um, I think the lines that kind of got to me the mm. most, obviously at the start where he was like, you know, um, Shorty asked me, Molly, are you fine? I said, no way. I've been sitting crying every night, baby, hold me. I just want to die if I'm honest. Death is about the only thing in life that is promised. And I mean, Ish. it's like, you know, once you, mm. once you get to that point and those are the thoughts that are in your head, man, like it's, it's, it's dangerous. It's, it's very, you know, it's, it just makes you think. But like I said, you know, the part for me where I also resonated was towards the end where it's like, please don't look at me for the answers. I've been begging God like every night, give me cancer. Please Ish. don't look at yeah. me. The song was hurting me. Yeah. Dog, please don't look at me. I'm a lost soul. I've i've been asking god like every night give me control and it's like you know where where you sit where you're going mm. through the most and you pray and it feels like your prayers aren't being answered and you you've reached that point where you feel like you're honestly alone and whatever and you you just literally wish for a way out you know um this song was just deep man i think yeah it did it did and obviously like the way that it was delivered as well it wasn't like you know that slow or anything like that but the content was just so Heavy. Yeah, the beat was like up tempo, um, like happy, but the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, heavy. you know, it is when you, I get it, like, because, you know, in some instances, and in, as an individual, when you go through the most and you're around people a lot, you, you don't display that. Like, no one ever really sees, no one ever sees someone who's suicidal. That's, That's just exactly what I was going to no say. No one ever exactly. sees when the person is on the tipping point. They still, yeah. they still by face. They still make it seem like everything is okay yet these are all the thoughts and these are all the things that's going like that's happening and i think that kind of describes the up-tempo way of it but i won't lie like this song you know was just very scary to be fair but like it was really from an artistic perspective it was really really great but like it was scary as a song yeah this song is like the ugly truths of someone you know yeah. they're telling you the side of them you don't want to hear you know you kind of you want them to be okay, but you don't want to hear them speaking like this. I think, I think Jay just captured like the stages of his mental health so well in this project, like with each song, um, because I feel like this this section of the just with this and the last track, he was getting into this sort of suicidal mode. Because a lot this latter half, 
he did speak about wanting to kill himself a lot like wishing he was mm. dead wishing he got cancer like you can tell this is the part where he really like his mental health really just digressed and really just like it took it took a knock for the worst so i think yeah man it was i i personally don't like this song not because it's a bad song but because just some of the things he said i just don't like mm. it when artists say those things you know like when they wishing harm upon themselves even though he's doing it from an artistic standpoint and i think this song is also necessary because it also like r.i.p ricky but it also kind of speaks to you know that sort of like when i just look at ricky's situation i kind of can parallel that with this song you know what i'm saying you know with what mpilo had said about showing face and being happy and being the guy and you know the beat is almost that happy you know um atmosphere and whatnot but then inside deep down the real content the real crux of you know the core of everything you're not happy you don't want to be here like you f- you don't feel like the person that people are seeing you know what i'm saying so i feel like he really put that down really nicely with this track um but yeah it was a good song still yeah ish now nah, this yeah this this song yeah, it was it was concerning, you know, um, to say the least. It's a great song, um, but yeah, man, you know, Dwayne's. I I I feel you know one of those things we just like. Sometimes just it's it's tough to listen to, you know. Um, it's tough to hear someone, especially for someone that you really care about, you know, when you yeah. hear them speak like this. It's it's, it's tough, you know. Um, but that's the truth. That's the reality, and you know, exactly. it's not always comfortable, you know. Truth isn't always comfortable, but it's necessary. Truth, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, there's nothing else we could say about this. You know, it's one of those ones again. Um, the next song was Rehab. Um, how are you guys feeling about Rehab? Fire you know, with Rehab, I think, because obviously now we're kind of reaching the end um, of the project as well. So it's I feel like it's kind it's kind of like clo- in closing, you know. Um obviously he does speak about how his mother hopes that he doesn't fall down the wrong path and also him trying to keep himself up and and stay away from that. And you know even ways like put all my people and family and nothing but hell. I've been relapsing. I hope I don't fall off ra- feel fall off the rails. I'm not going hell. I believe that I'm dying in pe- you know, like it's just I feel like obviously since it's it's titled rehab, you know, maybe being in that space of healing, but you know, kind of thinking about all these things. Um but yeah, man, like it was a good song. I think you see like these last three songs are very, very dark. So it's just like you know, it's just it's it's hard to digest. But like you said previously, like that is the truth, you know. That mm. that is the truth. That's that's Jay's truth. That's the truth in some instances. People who are battling, that's what they go through. And the thing is, we always, like mental health, we always see it as like, ah, no, you're just sad. Like some people see it as, ah, you're just sad. Or, ah, you're just going. And it's like, dog, this is literally a battle between you and your head, dog. Like there's literally no one else. It's just you and your head. Which is crazy. But yeah, man, Mm. it's, yeah. Mm. That's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, this m- guy made a banger out of going to rehab, so I really commend him for that, bro. Because this this shit was fire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had this shit on repeat, bro. Like, dog. Like, uh, I think the hook was really well written. I went to, up to rehab. I was rehab ridden. It's all in my mind. One bag inquisition. 
problem with me i mean one bad imposition problem with my life is i'm an inquisition i hope i don't relapse and end up in prison like i just like that because as well just from the sequencing i was previously talking about it's like he got to that like real suicidal place and now it's like okay i need to go to rehab now so now he's in rehab and now he's kind of describing you know that stage now and what's going on there um yeah and you know him saying i'm sick in the head you're making me big i'm popping these meds they're making me dead they're making me numb i and i'm depressed it's like even though he's still at rehab like you were saying it's not doing anything for him i'm getting this medication i'm getting this and that but i still feel like damn it's the end like i don't know what to do now but yeah i i, I definitely like rehab for sure yeah um one of my favorites yeah the the sequencing on this album has just been great it's been amazing actually um and you know coming from the song no way where he's where he's fully like now in the depths you know of his depression and and suicidal thoughts and just wanting you know just wanting a, a way out and then rehab feels like another attempt like, a, like one more attempt at trying to you know get things right and, and you know and, and come out the other side and actually try and like, get the help yeah yeah it, it feels like this is like the last attempt you know um one of the lines here he says i'm in pain and this pain ain't teaching lessons and we spoke about this in the interview that i did with him and and you know i, I liked his answer because he was literally just saying sometimes as human beings we like to you know force ourselves to find meaning uh, in certain situations sometimes you just go through you know things and there's no real meaning or there's no lesson there you know you suffered there was suffering and there's no there's no lesson there yeah. you know you just have to take it and move on you know yeah. um and some people might be like oh that is that's such a negative way to look at things but dude that's that's someone's reality that's their perspective you get me um but circling back to the sequencing, so he's in rehab now, you know, and trying to get better, you know, comes out, and the next song is Heaven, right? But at the end of the song, Rehab, we hear the gunshot, we hear the, the girl, um, you know, calling 911, saying that his brother, you know, has just shot himself. And so in terms of the narrative of this album, I thought that was very, very cool how they did that. Um, because it does show that, yeah, maybe he didn't, you know, fully get the help that he, he, he needed um, in rehab. And maybe trying to take his own life was the only way out. So I like, from a creative point of view, I like how that story was, you know, um, knitted together. Um, yeah, how are you guys feeling about the last song, Heaven? Yeah, I won't lie. I actually really enjoyed Heaven, um, just like as a song. And yeah, man, I feel like just the the lyrics as well kind of move me as well in terms of like, you know, wanting love and love feeling like or having that right kind of love feels like heaven. I think it was really nice, man. Like, I, I feel like it was a really nice outro for me. And I just like the vibe of the song, the vocals, everything about it. But yeah, man, Heaven was a vibe. I, I dig it. Yeah, no, Heaven was one of my favorite vibes from jay marley like 
I think, you know, it, it gave me that um, Your Mind type of feel. You know, I really, really love that song um, from Lead of the Wave. It gave me that type of energy. Um, yeah, I think Heaven with C is like what you were saying um, with the sequencing. Um, Heaven, like just what she's saying, just him continuing that and almost like, okay, maybe I didn't make it through this. Like this was the final attempt and it's kind of like, hey. I'm gone now and him kind of saying um you know you can look at it from a perspective of okay you know he might have taken his own life and you know with the sample and whatnot but then another thing I saw is that him kind of saying like I need love that shit is heaven um but then also saying um it's venom like it kind of makes me feel like he knows that that's almost the one thing that he's missing in a sense like he needs love even though he kind of doesn't know how to deal with it and doesn't know how to you know really process it but it's like it's almost kind of that last half like i just need somebody to love me or i just need somebody to to understand me or you know what i'm saying mm. but um yeah man I, I really enjoyed i really enjoyed this just as a song as well you know this is kind of my favorite vibes from jay so it was dope yeah um yeah i'm gonna try and speak a bit loud because it's raining the side now but remember at the start of this episode i said that this album completes the trilogy um dreams money can buy all is fair and then almost dead um so from rehab there's that call right the 911 call my brother just shot himself you know whatever and then the next song is called heaven so now i was thinking about this and i was like if let's say hypothetically speaking let's say now heaven almost feels like um it's him and his thoughts so like you know he shot himself he's not dead yet but like he's slowly fading away right and basically like it's him now just having flashbacks or just just thoughts um about his life and how he ended up here and you know the the, the, the whole thing of needing love and you know um just the whole pain thing and then he says i think it was in the, in the previous song where he says um i'm not going to hell i'm dying peacefully or something like that remember that i can't remember what song it was um on here yeah but then so like if this is like the end of the trilogy um if, if you think back to dreams money can buy that was him at the start of his career you know chasing his dreams and wanting to become a well-known artist but at the same time, he is still very much aware of the potential dangers of fame. Um, and then with All Is Fair, that was him now fully embracing the fame and the status of being a superstar in the mainstream. Um, even, yeah, you know, even the features that he had on that album were you know, mega stars in the industry, right? Um, and then this album sort of feels like this is the consequences of the fame and fortune that he found during the All Is Fair um period and you know fame some people they find a way out um in a healthy way and you know they survive but other people and we've seen this you know with many artists they you know they meet a different sort of fate a tragic fate and so it's unclear because you know he shot himself but then it doesn't say whether he's dead or not you just have to assume that he kind of makes it out you know we don't know and i like that because then yeah it's just 
it's 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 vague and then you have to sit and think of your own conclusion to this you know trilogy you know and like i said many people haven't realized or didn't weren't aware that this was a trilogy unfolding for like the last four or five years you know um this has been an amazing journey man amazing amazing journey um any closing remarks guys hey man shout out jay praise up this is a great project and yeah man like yo, it would, it, it, i think it gave me a lot to think about to be fair but like it was it was really nice to be on this journey and everything like it was really cool man shout out yeah man for the most part i just hope that this project was therapeutic for jay i just hope it like took some weight off his shoulders you know um because he gave us a lot it takes a lot to really you know dig in that deep and put it all out there like that um but yeah man this was like i said next to um dreams money can buy this is probably my favorite jay project so yeah man i'm glad that he's back i'm glad that he's operating um and yeah man appreciate everything he's doing for the game right now because at the same time bro um nah let me not even go there but <laughs> but yeah no, I, I, I definitely enjoyed this i definitely enjoyed this yeah man um i've got nothing else to add you know i've said everything um yeah everyone you know shout out to everyone who's listening man this you know these conversations they're needed they're important um and jay is an important artist in the game his music is needed his voice is needed um and yeah man to everyone else if you're struggling bro like you know seek help you know don't be don't suffer in silence man that shit is tough um talk to your friends talk to your people yeah just find someone find an outlet yeah man um this has been the best kids you could podcast aka the podcast about nothing my name has been cz ray i was not alone i was joined by my brethren below might just and prince dways until next time stay shining peace and love peace